You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 144, and this is a big milestone for us, um, but you wouldn't know that with only the three of us, and, and then we've got Craig on, but um, Merck is MIA, we don't know where he is, Dave's probably saving a kitten up in a tree again, or, or something like that, isn't that what he does, Bill? It's that, or he saves foundations. Or he saves foundations, okay. So, yeah. or, or, um, or he's cooking dinner, <laughs> or he's having well, nap time. I thought he was playing with his hose. <laughs> playing with his hose. A lot of that, too. That's a lot of that. Um, so, anyways, um, a very big uh, milestone for us tonight that we'll get into um, as after we get the introductions done. We got Philly coming to us from Port Perry, Ryan coming to us from Nova Scotia, and of course, the original sponsor of. The Union 0430, Mr. Craig Mintz from Real Geese, coming to us from the great state of Ohio. Craig, thanks for coming on, boys. Good to see you again. The, as Ryan said, him and Phil are on a bit of a heater right now because uh, back-to-back shows that they've been on. Two so. in a row. <laughs> two in a row. Wait, wait, so. Ryan hit two in a row? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ryan hasn't wow. hit. Ryan, I don't think Ryan's hit three in a row since he left the military since probably not no i don't think so buddy after you left the military and and you changed your work schedule and everything and and everything changed um i don't think you've done three in a row since no we'll we'll roll that dice i'll aim for that next week we'll keep her going yeah what's the over what's the over under on this Oh, I'm I'm taking I'm saying 16, <laughs> 16 to one at least. Yeah, sixteen to one. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going that. Is that on Fanduel? I'm going fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's bet bet three sixty-five, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta talk about. I gotta bring this up, um, Craig, and and you gotta excuse yeah. me. I know you watch a little bit of hockey and stuff like that. I do. But holy smokes, man! The amount of gambling uh, commercials in between. Uh, the games now is insane. I, I mean, I can, I'll be honest. I bet last night on the Oilers and Vegas game. Did you? What was like, what was the payout though? Um, it was a, a little bit different. So I bet on correct score. Um, I actually bet four two um, Oilers Vegas. And then obviously it was four one. Yeah. Um, so, and then I bet Connor McDavid, and I can't remember who the other guy was to have a uh, one and a half assists. Um, but, you know, for us, like, you know, in Ohio, it's, you know, I, in a part of where, we, where I'm at is, is I get these bonus bets that, you know, it was basically betting house money last night. Um, but in our area where I live in Ohio, this is new. Like, we okay. couldn't do this. Um, but the amount of money that is spent just betting on these kinds of things because it's so convenient you know i could be sitting there watching the game like i was last night and in the middle of the game you can bet you know lines you can bet any you want yeah because and it's so easy they talk about it here and i'm sorry everybody but we got it it is playoff season we got to get we got to do our mandatory we got to do our mandatory hockey talk but they got this thing that's called uh game day parlays right and i think that's stuff that that you can bet when the game i don't understand it all um and and it's a good thing that i don't because i would be betting if i understood everything um but uh these these game day parlays i think you can bet while the game is going on because they'll come up with like who's going to get the first goal who's gonna who's gonna score in the second period or stuff like that right so you can bet on pretty much anything um either way i just think it's it's crazy the amount of of commercials that's on so much so that P.K. Subban's dad has, has come on the media saying that they need to take him out. 
which is which is funny. But yeah, I I enjoy it because it's like it adds a little bit because you know I'm a Detroit guy. Like I would have never mm-hmm. watched the Oilers play Vegas last night. Like, right. but you know I had so much X dollars free to bet, and I was like, why would I not? You know, since there's some money yet, I didn't win anything, but you know, there's been times that I've you know, I'm more of a football guy. So yeah. when I when I know when it comes down to football, the bets that I can make and that more of a contest. I'm learning hockey. I've only really become a huge fan um probably over the last five to seven years. Um only because my friends, I got uh, Cody White and, and Tony Dobo are my friends that are um, really into hockey. I've been season ticket holders forever and watched the Wings win many, you know, deals. But for me, it's something I'm learning and I've enjoyed it. I have uh, season tickets to our local, like, um, it would be the third step down from Detroit is in Toledo. Um, so that be so ECHL, like, maybe? Yeah, yeah, ECHL. It's a walleye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're in the, I believe, semifinals hockey, right now. Man. That's good hockey. It's good man. hockey. And it's, you know, you could go up there for 12 bucks, um, American watch a game, you know, have $3 beers and, and enjoy the food. We can take my entire family and be, you know, 50 bucks and, and be good to watch a game. And we sell out up there. So there's, it's an average of eight or 9,000 people. Oh, I got, I got to tell you this. I read this the other day. So obviously you guys all know about the, uh, the Bud Light can, right? And, yep. and putting that, that dude on there. Um, so obviously Bud Light has had a bunch of backlash on it. Their stock has dropped 29% since they've, since they've announced, since they made that announcement and put that dude on the can. So it's now the time to buy a stock. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, get this Fenway park and the Rogers center in Toronto. And I'm sure all the other ballparks, um, in the States are, are probably experiencing the same thing, but this was what the article talked about was Fenway and Rogers center here in Toronto, that the lineup for beer in both parks is insane, except for the lineup where you get Bud Light. It is empty. No one is buying it at the ballparks. So, so to our American friends that are listening, um, for you guys, you're like, yeah, damn right, and and it makes sense. But for us in Canada, in Toronto, which is a pretty liberal city, um, for them to be boycotting Bud Light, that tells you something. So it tells you yeah. just how much Bud Light, Anheuser Busch fucked up on that. I believe the yeah. term is you, shit the bed. Yeah, mm. yeah. You you can go to um, you know before. Like my family was into the bush light. We like we drank it and, and Bud Light and stuff and and all that. But you can go to grocery stores now around my area and it's packed full of Bud Light. Anything that they make. Um, if you want a Coors Light, forget it. Really, eh? You, you ain't getting it. You know, or you want something that's oddball. You're not getting it. It's just sold out. And you know, you look at the you know market cap of Bud Light and it's just. You know, whatever it may be, whatever happened, it, you know, I didn't take part in it. Like, you know, we still we kind of went down that road. But, you know, it, it is true that, you know, me and my wife went to, an, you know, or sorry, Guardians game um, the other day. And, um, you know, it was the same way there. You didn't see a Anheuser-Busch product anywhere. Really? No. I just think. In today's and and I know I, I know we're starting off on this on this foot right off the bat, but I just find in today's society where you know this wokeism and Ryan and Phil we were talking about it before Craig come on, um, but we're talking about all this stuff and it seems that our way of thinking, so the non woke folks, um, we're the minority. Or that's the way I feel, anyways. That I'm that I'm a minority in this. Um, I don't. Feel, I don't feel that way. No. No, I think because the media shoves it down. Like, I mean, look at the beer sales. Yeah. You yeah. like you would think in a city like Toronto, yeah, they would there'd be lineups for Bud Light, but that's well, not the so case. That's, but that that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, I thought I was a minority in this in this anti. Oh yeah, we're 
but but yet i i'm reading these articles on on uh they're going to triple that that the president of anheuser bush is going to triple their marketing budget over the next two years to try and make up the recoup but what they fucked up with was when they made that that americana uh commercial oh yeah that one that yeah that pissed people off even more because then they were like oh come on man we're not stupid like there's no there's there's no integrity it's all fake yeah, right like, yeah, like you can't, you that, can't that's the problem is, is they they tried to come back at it and didn't yeah. apologize like they did they didn't, they didn't say listen we made a mistake you know they they tried to make the mistake that it was you know not anheuser-busch that made the the, yeah. the commercial it was some form and, and all this other stuff you can't tell me Somebody the Anheuser-Busch at the top of the key didn't approve this. Absolutely. You know, it, so for me, when I look at it is, is you know, I have, I have a lot of friends. And, and to be honest, I have friends on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and, and me too. And, and the opposite side of the aisle was like, I was more offended that it would happen. Like, yeah. you, and, and that's the thing is I look at Bud Light. I look at Bush Light. I look at those kinds of things. You got to know your your mark you, you, you know your client you know you, you just, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work that way and you know on our end it, it, i think it was something and i've read somewhere um a couple other people that are really into it um and i was really into marketing in in college like that's one of my um one of my strong suits is marketing and this is something that they will show in a marketing class Oh, for the next 20 years oh, don't yeah. do this <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. don't do this like yeah. and, it, and it teaches people how to learn how to do this and it's a learning curve for them you know does it cost them multiple billions of dollars yes will they come back yes oh, i mean it has a bush that's that's like if if, if re- it's like if real geese started printing billboards for PETA. like it's just it doesn't yeah. make sense like it just doesn't make sense yeah, no, 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 your audience. And Anheuser Busch is like, there's a bottling plant less than an hour and a half from me, you know, and and it's something that I know these people are just going to continue to, you know, make bottles, do these things, and, and go that route, and and it's gonna eventually come around. But I think overall, we've learned um, that maybe that wokeism isn't the best way to go business wise. Well, no. I think, I think, sorry, Phil, I'll get this point in and then you and then go. I think what this has taught us is that there are a very, very large portion of people in North America that really don't give a fuck if you're gay, trans, straight, 100%. but yeah, exactly. stop forcing it down my throat. And I exactly. think that's what we've learned from all of this. Nobody cares. Like, go do and be you. you and do whatever what you makes, do. whatever no, makes that, you happy, do it. That's, just that's, that's that's equi- and that's the definition of equality. It's not giving somebody an advantage or a disadvantage because of their gender, color, or whatever. Everybody's on the same. And I think that, just be a in, human. A, in the And obviously, you guys being in Canada, you'll get this deception of, of the United States being in a certain area. But like everything that all the people that I talk to, all the friends that I talk to, all the people that I'm around, we're in the same boat. Like, if you want to be this way, you want to be this way, you want to be this, that's cool. Like, we're we're accepting of a lot of things. But it's a point of when it's forced upon us, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. And, yeah. and even the people that I talk to that are, you know, maybe of a different gender or maybe of whatever, and they're like, we don't approve of this. Like, this is not us. Like, we just want to live our lives. And it's it's becoming a little bit of an issue in, in the United States is, is becoming a little bit more of a problematic place than what it used to be. Um, and I, I think that overall, I think that I think, and I honestly, it sounds weird, but I think the blood light thing was almost like a, uh, I don't want to say a, a plateau, but it was something that we could all like compare to. Oh yeah. And, and understand common ground of like, listen, this isn't us. Like, what are we doing? Like, and I think we can all switch back to it. And, and even around my area, I know a lot of people that are like, hey, this isn't us. Like, why are we doing this? Like, let's get back to square one. And we've all buried a hatchet. And, you know, overall, I think that it's all going to go away eventually um, once we learn to, that we don't have these views that are forced upon us. Um, and I don't, again, living in a different country, talking to you guys is, is different. 
you know, because of the, the differences in, in what is happening. But, um, you know, less than, you know, 12 hours, I'm going to be in Florida in a completely different state having the exact same feeling. Um, Billy, buddy, I cut you off, and I know you have some enlightenment. Well, like this, this is right up there with like the whole Under Armour fiasco. Oh, when they went, oh, when they went all anti-hunter, they're a bunch oh, of yeah, when they pulled, pulled their sponsorship from that uh, that female yeah. in Alberta, right? Her yeah. husband spear spear in the bear, right? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So, this. oh yeah, go for it, Billy. It, it would have been like ten years ago or so, Craig. There was a uh, a female hunter in Alberta. She had her own show, and she, it was her show. And frequently, her husband would be like a special guest. So, in Alberta, it is perfectly legal to hunt bear by spear. Okay. A fucking spear, a pointy stick. <laughs> You're gonna try to kill something with a fucking pointy stick. Good on you, sweetheart. Yeah. We so evolved. So he does the show. So he's up in a tree stand. Bear comes in, throw, throws the pony stick through the bear. Bear runs off, boom, dead. Now, in my honest opinion, I think the spear is probably more lethal than an actual arrow or crossbow because you're getting a lot bigger cutting diameter, right? Yeah. It's the, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, huge outcry from all the aunties and the heart bleeders and tree huggers and all them folk. So... Uh, Under Armour is like, well, so much for this. They pull their sponsorship from her because of this. In turn, all the hunting community went, fuck you, Under Armour. And like Tony Tony Vandemore walked away from Under Armour. Yeah, but he's back with them now. Nope. He's with Cabela's. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Tony's still wearing I don't think so. Anyways. Either way, yeah. So my either way, still my wife's um my wife's mother and uh, her stepdad they live out on Vancouver Island out in BC. So it's like a year or two after this went down, we were out there visiting them, and my wife's stepdad's taking me through like these hunting and fishing stores. Dude, the shelves are stocked with Under Armour. Really, fifty I... off, sixty off. They couldn't give it away. Hmm. Really. Yeah. Yeah, everyone like everyone in the hunting computer is like, yeah, we're out. Like, there's still a handful of people that still represent them, but like, they've taken a big shit kicking in their um, like camo department. I I see I I see a lot of their hunt stuff on social media though. Like, I see it I see it promoted. <clears throat> now, I'm a huge fan of Under Armour, um, just because of what they do for for the veteran community yeah. and uh, and the ill and injured veterans. So I'm a huge fan of them, um, fellas. This was awesome, but we got to talk about changes. <laughs> oh, this is a waterfowling show. Oh, well, whatever. Well, I wanted I wanted to bring us back around. Now we can go back to this because um, Craig's got a, a nice view. You do have, have my view every morning, and that and that's you. Hi. Hey, you. <laughs> um. Yeah, like so. What I what I was talking about when we first started the show when we when we first came on was that to the day, um, it's been three years since we've launched. Uh, yeah, three years since we've launched the Union Zero Four Thirty podcast. Um, and it it sort of kind of came to me um, earlier this week or maybe it was late last week. And I was like, man, we got to be coming up close on, on uh, a year, uh, a yearly anniversary. And I honestly didn't think that it was three years. Like I messaged the boys and I'm like, boys, has it been three years? Like that's, I I think we're three years, but it it doesn't seem like it. So then I looked, I went back Craig and it was August 24th, 2020 when you came on the show the first time. August 24, 2020. That was a while ago. That was a while right? ago, but like I I've heard Ryan and Phil say this, and I've heard Mark say it and Dave, and, and I'm sure I've even said it in the past that when we when we first brought this idea up and the five of us were talking about it, like we weren't even gonna do shows during hunting season. 
we were like, yeah, we'll just we'll do it for a little bit and just see what it is. And a and couple I, here, a couple there, couple here, couple there. there. I think we were surprised that we made it to 50 episodes, at, let alone we're at uh, this is episode 144. Um, so I guess that, you know, to me, it's a huge feather in my hat or in our hat, I should say, um, because I think me, me included, I didn't think that we were going to make it past a year. Well, you know, when I look at it is, is, you know, I've always said in many cases, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it, it just was not. And, and, you know, for me, when I came back here you know, multiple years ago, when I listened to the first couple of them, I'm like, listen, this is exactly what I love. I love that raw. I love the non-edited. I don't want scripted. I don't want any of that. And that's what we've gotten. And then three years later, we're in the exact same boat. Yeah. You know, we're, nothing's changed. Nothing's there. I mean, you know, we've had, you know, when I go back and I look at part of, you know, the Union 430 is we've had some really cool guests, oh, you know, a part of this program. Um, you know, we've, we've put out, we've had some really good topic discussions on safety. We've had really good topic, topic discussions on, you know, how do we get the youth involved? How do we get, you know, this involved? And, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that I want. And, and when, this, is when I look at the real geese, you know, having a part of the Union 430 is, is having that ability to, having the rawness, but yet having the ability to look back and go, okay, hey, youth is our future. How do we make it safe? How do we make it productive? How do we make it to where you're not spending millions of dollars to go hunting and you got uh, uh, five guys that love the, love the sport that, you know, have the ability to take nothing and make it into something that is absolutely perfect when it goes to hunting. You know, so over the course of three years, I think that, you know, has the viewership gone up? Maybe. You know, I don't look at those ends. Obviously, that's on your end. But I think, you know, when I have conversations with people at the Toronto show or I have, you know, I, I was standing there and watched many people skip the real geese booth because they seen the Punisher logo. And that's amazing because when you have that ability to where you have that brand awareness, it's something that I think that everybody a part of that program should be a proud of. Oh, we most we most certainly are. Oh, we lost Craig. You know what he done? He dropped his ear pod and he pushed a button, and that mm. kicked him out. But the, but to keep going with that though, Ryan and Phil, like it really was like it was really at the beginning in its in its truest form. It was just an excuse for all of us to get together um, and chat. And oh, and then boy. we said, well, maybe somebody wants to fucking listen to what we chat about. Well, like we were, we were in the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. And oh like, yeah. Right. Th- and Sorry, yeah. this, this was our guys night. This was our beer and wings. Yeah. Fair. Good point. My, m- minus like, not actually like, this is what we did. We got together. Yeah. We felt like, you know, you could go with the other buddies and go for yeah. beer and wings and watch the game and whatever. Like, yeah and at least like that's how i felt yeah no this you're, was you're at the very start true. very it was very having true. having you know you couldn't go visit people you couldn't do shit yeah and this was again like how i felt like was you know guys night beer and wings watching the game yeah and you know we all get to sit there and chat and you know talk and talk about you know what we're passionate about waterfowl and whatnot and like we've been beyond beyond fortunate you know, with the sponsorships that have, that, you know, that have come, yeah. like, and Rick, Craig, Craig's been an absolute godsend right us. From, it was, right uh, from the start. Like, Craig was, it was an absolute, an absolute honor to actually, you know, shake Craig's hand at the sportsman show, meet you face to face. And, <laughs> you know, you've, you've been a big driving force behind this. And again, like, we're, we're at 144, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, like, I think we've, I mean, I, we've exceeded our expectations. And, and I think that's the great thing, but I think our goal is now to get to 288, you yeah, know, is, is to double the shows. And, <clears throat> and my, you know, my goal is, is to get guys on and to get girls on um, that are, that are huge in the industry. You know, I think that now that we've got a, a base of it is, is we reach out to these people and get that core group 
Um, you know, we've had some big names on, um, and you guys have done a phenomenal job at, at being able to get these guys and gals on these shows. And I think that, you know, my ultimate thing is, is, is in the end of this, is people call me and say, hey, you know, I heard you guys on this, this show, or, I, you know, I've heard you there. And, and you guys, again, you know, you don't sugarcoat things. You don't say that this is things the way they are, the way they all, you know, here. But, you know, for Ohio, for the state side, you know, the, the Canadian side is a huge market. And you guys are in the middle of it. And you can give us that, you know, when I want to come hunting in Canada, this is what I should expect. Um, or, you know, like myself, I don't have a lot of canoe hunting experience, but Dave does. You know, and, and those are the kinds of things that I expect to kind of get from the shows. And, and I'm learning aspects of it, you know, even on our end, that it's amazing. Yeah, like, and, and you know, if we look back to the, to the very beginning, Ryan, like you and Phil um, and Dave and Mark, but, you know, you and Phil reaching out to people. And I remember you guys saying, hey, I'm going to reach out to this person and see if they want to come on the show. And I'd be like, this is fucking crap. Shoot. Like, they're not going to come on the show with us. And then Ryan would message me. And be like, yeah, I remember Phil's like, I'm going to ask Wade Shoemaker to come on. And <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. Wade Shoemaker is going to come on our show. And fucking sure, ready, dude. Fucking ready, right did. Yeah, ready, right did. Uh, Ira like, as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and Ira, and then you know we had Claudio Angaro, who's who's fucking waterfowl royalty in Canada, with you know with Ryan being out there and working with Claudio and and having Claudio on and Daryl Gilbert and Emily, um, you know it's just that is the thing that I've said the most to to people that have that have talked to me about it, um. And, and it's really the coolest thing that when you reach out to somebody and you ask, and we talked about it on the last episode with, with Mario that was on from Final Approach, like, it was a quick question. Hey, man, we're the, we, this is who we are. We do a show. Would you like to come on? And I, the feeling I get, and, and Phil and Ryan, you can, you can talk about it too, but all these dudes that we looked up to for so many years, and Craig, you're you're included in this. Um, they're just like us. They just want to get on and talk about shooting birds. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like I kind of forgot about it. You just kind of mentioned it. Like <clears throat> I remember in our group chat, the five of us like collectively had to like reach out to any yeah. kind of like connection we had to get to pull a guest on. It was really like a team effort. Now it's just like it's just whatever like we it's just we seem to it's much easier now and if it's just the five of us it's just the five of us but yeah but yeah it's just like the one thing i think the common denominator in all this is that whether you know we're talking to somebody who's we have some young kid on who just wants to be on and you know because they're trying to establish themselves or we have craig or we have uh, sean stall or whoever yeah. right a, a bigger name yeah we're all just waterfowlers we're all just yeah. people who just want to hunt and be, be in the outdoors. And that's the common lineage with all of us. And uh, that's the one thing I've taken away is, and, and the people we have on, they're just like minded like us. They're, there's no, everybody leaves their egos at the door. We're just shooting the shit, talking about what we love to do. And that's, uh, that's the most important thing. I think that's would, why we've had the success we've had. Would you say, Bill, I'll ask Bill and Ryan, both of you can, can answer this question. Would you say that one of the biggest reasons that um, when we reach out to people and, and they agree to come on to the show, would you say it's because um, all of these people, Craig, you're, you're included in this, so you can chime in mm -hmm. as well. But when you own a company, when you own a brand, like all these guests that we've had on the show, these people are constantly bombarded with asks can i get this hey i can do this for you give me free shit can you you know what i mean there's always somebody asking but with us i used to start off every email with listen i'm not looking for anything free i just want you to come on the show you don't need to give me anything 
None of the boys are looking for anything. Um, we just want you to come on the show and have a chat. Do you think that that having that attitude of not expecting anything other than let's just have a chat. Do you think that that, you know, parlayed into the guests that we've had and, and the returning guests that we've had? Billy, well, I think, do you think a hundred percent, like the only thing we've ever asked from them is their time. Yeah. Or, and or, in honesty, well, in my opinion, and we've asked them to share it on their socials. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in honesty, I think time is a bigger commodity than any sort of physical item because you can't oh, get time back. Yeah, 100%. Fair. Once time's gone, it's gone. You're not getting it back. And I think asking for that alone is more valuable than, than any sort of you know tangible item. And being blessed with the people that we've had on and like, it's just, we want to promote people and yeah. just create content for the show, especially obviously us in Canada. We're such a smaller market compared to the state. A lot of people up here don't know about, you know, some of these products and things that are available, you know, to us as hunters that might change your life, the way you hunt and so forth that are like us based, which is like 99% of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I think just, you know, solely asking for someone's time alone and getting that from them is what means the most to us. Yeah. Cause like I said, once time's gone, you can't get it back. Brian? That was deep. That was deep. That was like <laughs> deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Deep. That Man. was deep right there. Hold, hold on while I raise my pinky and sip <laughs> bourbon. Man, I, I don't know. How, I don't even know how to follow that. Like, I, I'm I, sorry, Ryan, that I let Phil go before you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not happening again. I'll tell you that right now. So I've been bumped. Yeah, 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 man. I feel, who followed Vince Carter in the dunk competition? Oh that? yeah, who was that? Who was that? Jerry, Jerry, no, it was Jerry Stackhouse. It was Jerry Stackhouse. I was like, man, I feel like Jerry Stackhouse right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, like, that's all good. No, man, like it's just, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think like, I've heard a lot of people come on and say this, and, and actually, I've heard Craig say this a lot. It's just, and we're, we're just real like i'm not trying to pump our tires but like yeah. damon you you say it at the end of every episode we're just a couple of a bunch of dudes who have who are good friends and have common ground on hunting like yeah. that's all this is and i think people relate to that and it's kind of refreshing in a waterfowling especially in a yeah. hunting especially where there's so many fake people so many people trying to get likes so many try people trying to pick up pro staff positions to get discounted mm -hmm. gear, all this stuff. Right. I've, I got every piece of kit I need. I don't need yeah. a sponsorship um, to give me throw gear, free gear. I, I sponsorships help for, you know, cross promotion. Um, and I, the thing I like about our sponsors is it's stuff we actually use and we actually are st stay behind. Right. And yeah. that's awesome. But we're just, I don't know. We're just as, as real as it gets, as, as far as I'm concerned, we're not, uh, we're just dudes being dudes, and, and that's what I love about it. And I think that's what's going to stand the test of time. We're just five idiots that took a leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and seriously, but that but that is one hundred percent right, Bill. Like we yeah. really were. We just said, "Hey, listen, um, COVID's on the go." And Phil, thanks for reminding, because I had totally forgotten that COVID was yeah, on the go true. when we started this. But COVID was on the go. Everybody in Canada was in fucking lockdown. We couldn't see nobody. And this was our chance to hang out, drink beer, smoke cigars, and and tell lies. And we just thought, well, maybe people would want to listen to us. And if we can, you know, um, con a couple big guests into coming on, uh, even bonus. But then, you know, that comes right back around to Craig. And I remember I, I called Perry Blanky. And I said, hey, man, I know you do a lot of stuff for real geese. And this is, you know, the, 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 the touch on what Ryan said, where we were constantly, it, it was it was hard at first to try and get geese, uh, guests to come yeah. on. And um, and I asked Perry, I said, hey, man, like, do you have a contact with, with real geese? And he was like, yeah. He said, of course I do. He said, good, Craig Mintz, you should check them out. And, so, and I, I asked Craig and Craig, just like so many other guests, um said of course i'd love to come on and then i i think craig i think 
what, maybe six episodes in was when you contacted us and said, listen, Real Geese wants to be part of this because we like it. And and, yeah, and it well, wasn't because it was all flashy lights or nothing. It was just, it was... It's the raw part word. of it. Like I said, it's raw. And it's yeah. what I want. Um, oh, are we know, the only you know, one? Oh, sorry, Greg, but are, are we the only waterfowl podcast in Canada? 100% for me. I mean, I can tell you, you're the only... You're the only podcast Rogie's backs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and to be honest, it's, it's the only one that I'll probably back forever because when I when I first got a part of it and, and you know, Perry contacted me and said, hey, what do you think? And I think, well, let me look, listen to a couple episodes because like you had mentioned earlier, I probably get two a week yeah. um, of, hey, we need, you know, this you know, such and such, you know, we're looking to raise money for this. We, can we get a donation of this? And I, I know at this point we're in April, uh, into May. I haven't figured May schedule, but I think we're at like five to $7,000 of free stuff that we've given away. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about a thousand dollars a month that we give away. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all the good causes. Don't get me wrong. You know, Ducks Unlimited yeah. and, and all those kinds. Of, and I'm all for that. You know, it's not that I'm not. You know, but we get hit every day that I walk into my office. There is two or three papers that are sitting on my desk of, you know, such and such need would like to have something. And, and I got to look through it. And that's cool. And but I do remember the first one of the things that Perry brought to me is, is they don't want anything. I just want just to talk. Yeah. And when I went back to a couple of the first interviews, I actually had more fun listening because, again, it was raw. It was unedited. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to listen to. It was. You know, it was something that when I listened to it, I learned something, but it wasn't scripted. It wasn't, because I've been on other podcasts where, you know, I've known the questions prior to the show. And, you know, something against those podcasts, because they're great podcasts, but they're not this show. You know, and again, I enjoy, um, I have a group of friends that we get together and, and, we enjoy each other's company and it may not be about waterfowling. It may be about racing, but yep. when we get together. It's just that little bit of raw content is so valuable to the other people that may be wanting to get into it or maybe wanting to understand, you know, how do I get this or, or how do I do this or how do I do that? And, and again, each one of you, a part of this program brings something different to the table. And I think well, that's the part of that what I really like. Well, and and one of the other things, um, and it was by design this way, um, on on my part, was that Phil, Merck, Ryan, and Dave will keep me honest. So, oh yeah, uh, and what that means is that if I start to get that go down that slippery slope where money means more than anything, or you know what I mean? Where all I'm caring oh, about yeah. is the likes and stuff. Those guys will tell me, and they have no oh, yeah. problem. They have no problem telling me that what you're doing is idiotic, or what you're trying to do is idiotic, or it's not what we signed up for when we said that we were going to do it. So, um, which plays into that whole mantra that that I've had my entire life that my dad has put into me was surround yourself with good people because that's the only way to succeed in life is is because if you think you're going to do it by yourself you're not that nobody you're can not. do it by the and the one thing that i love about this this whole scenario is is you know three years ago when you started this show did you think you would have your own brand and your own line of decoys that real geese decoys well and no, for, yeah and and for me i look at it going you know, we, we sell a lot of those decoys. And, you know, I don't promote it. It's not something that I throw around and say, hey, we got Everybody's got to have this set. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that you guys do. You guys promote. And they come to us to buy. And, you know, we sell quite a bit of those. And I think it shows a lot about the clientele that are a part of the Punisher 430. It's, just, it's really cool to... 
I don't know how to describe it is it, it's not it's it's something that we're a part of a group that I think can all relate to one another and when we need something that we can trust one another that yeah this works it all works yeah. and for me when I see a punisher pack go out the door I'm like man that's really cool well you think it's really cool you have no <laughs> idea what I think when well for for any of us for any of those that are actually watching and not listening if you look in Damien's background yeah and my that's background true. Yep, right there. But it is, but it is a cool thing, and and you know, it it's a cool thing, and 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 I would love to be able to take the credit for it, but the credit came from Rusty Heron. Rusty was the one that that suggested that I that I reach out to you about this, right? And I was like, you know, man, like Craig already does a lot, and this is what's going on in the back of my head, right? I'm like, Craig already does a lot for us, and and he's been so good to us, and and I don't want to be that guy that's constantly asking for stuff but you know what i i did it anyways um and and of course craig jumped on board but um i wanted to come back to something that ryan had said when he had talked about you know this this whole world and this whole industry and and it's a shame because bobby hayes was supposed to be on tonight but bobby's in yellowstone um so bobby's in yellowstone and he had he had called me he was in town um yesterday um and he got a signal and he called me and he said listen i'm going to be in an airbnb in yellowstone they say i'll have internet connection but but it's probably going to be wonky so i know he was trying to get on but um this is something that that we've had a discussion about bobby and i we've had it and ryan you you sort of alluded where there's there's people that are that are still they still think that this waterfowling world industry, whatever word you want to give it, is this huge, massive, multi-billion-dollar industry within North America, and they still think that if you fucking knock down, you know, a hundred geese in a in a month or in a in a couple weeks, that that you're a big deal and 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 that you should be you should be sponsored. So where I'm going with this is that, um, you know, if if I talk to a marketing person right now and I say um, I need to grow my subscribers on YouTube, right? Our YouTube numbers are so our podcast numbers. Full disclosure: our podcast numbers are amazing. the The amount of people that listen to the podcast, download it, and and while they're driving or scouting or whatever. Those numbers are amazing. The YouTube numbers, uh, I would love to see them grow. So when when I talk to a, a marketing person, and, and Craig, you're in that marketing world, and I know I've talked to Bobby Hayes about this, and and these marketing people will say, well, it's it's easy. You just you just got to put out content, 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 because there's millions and millions and millions of people on social media. Yes, mm-hmm. but there's not millions and millions and millions and millions of duck hunters. So in nope. North America, I'm going to be very liberal here and say in North America, let's say there's there's 1.5 million duck hunters in North America. And that's, that's being, being gracious. That's being very gracious. So if you think a brand, and, and it doesn't have to be Punisher Waterfowl, but if you think a brand, so let's look at, Let's look at Bobby Hayes or R&T or, you know, these these big, massive companies that are or these big, massive brands um, that are in the waterfowling world. They don't have the likes that, say, Kim Kardashian has, you know what I mean? Oh. Like it, it you can't you can't expect you can't expect. Um, I don't know who's who's popular in music right now. Um Bieber, you can't expect Bieber numbers because you're out shooting geese. It, it just doesn't no. compute. So, because it's it's a half a percent of what the you know the United you know in the United States is because we're so populated. But like you said, you're talking one percent of the United States population shoots ducks, shoots geese, yeah, or or whatever it may be. You know, and even if you went into just hunting in general. You may be at ten percent, maybe. Maybe you know. So 
you know, a lot of the things is, is I don't look at a lot of times. I think the biggest eye opener for me was is honestly the Toronto Sportsman Show, 100%. Um, because in the United States, we do get every now and then, but when I had people walking to our booth to go to the Punisher logo, that's when I knew, holy crap, this is a big deal. You know, and, and for me, is, is you know, we were trying to grow at the United States, and, and I'm all aboard about that. But when you have something like my biggest market is Canada, without question, yeah. and, and I'm in Canada, and, and they're, they're going to, oh, man, I got to talk to these guys. And, and, and it all works out and we're all, we all talk to one another. We have these same conversations, but, you know, we look at back at it and we look back at, you know, the very start of it and we look till now, but we look at the amount of people we've had on the show. You mm-hmm. guys have had on the show, the conversations you guys have had, you know, for me, I look at it as is maybe the overall numbers on YouTube haven't grown, but I can tell you that the overall sales of Punisher on my end have grown. Oh, yeah. Just because of the show. And I have people calling me and say, what's different about the Punisher pack versus the Shadow pack? And I have to explain to them. And then the next thing is, is well, how do I listen to the show? And then I give them the YouTube deal. Yep. And they're like, they'll, you know, two or three weeks later, they're like, hey, that's awesome. Because I can tell you, um, when you push out Monday morning, um, sometimes Tuesday, yep. um, the Punisher that week, you know, most of our employees will podcast that and we'll listen to it on our, you know, yep. maybe our, like, you know, our AirPods. And it's something for us that we love because they love listening to it because they live it every day. And they live birds. They live, oh, man, you know. It may be that such and such is coming out with the news, such and such, or this is this this. Yeah. And we, you know, our people love to learn that kind of thing. And I think that's the one thing that I've been really enjoyed about this program is, is even though some of my, lack of better terms, competitors have been on the show, I enjoy it because that's my part of it. The how do I make real geese better? And then they're in the same boat as how do they make X and X better? And in in all in all, it re- relates back to the original five guys of, you know, we're not looking for sponsorship. We're looking for better product. How do we get it? And that's how you get it. And you guys are the backbone of that industry. And I don't think you guys understand how big of an impact you guys have made um, in the world of waterfowling when it when it comes down to the raw data, the raw information of like hey you know we need to really do this or we need to really do this or legally you need to do this Mm -hmm. um ryan and phil this is i I don't think i've ever asked you guys this so i'm sort of kind of putting you on the spot here oh Um, boy yeah so because and i i'll tell you from my personal experience um some not my good friends because my good friends they totally on they totally get it and they know what's what's up but some acquaintances do you get do you get the feeling that people think that this show and the brand is way bigger than what it is because i get people that come up to me and go woohoo real geese ducklander first light you guys are just kicking ass and taking they and they think that like this that we're this big huge thing all of a sudden and i tell them i'm like we're not we are doing what we intended to do um but by no means are we this big huge thing do you and if you don't it's okay um, i'll let ryan go first oh thank <laughs> thank god <laughs> Um, I can honestly say I don't pay attention to any of that. Um, yeah. I, it's not why I'm here. Like, right. No, no, I, I know I, that. But the, does, I guess my question is, do people think it? I, I think, I think I've, it's mentioned, been mentioned to me by like, like, yeah. 
I don't, it's not like I'm walking down the street and be like, Oh, Oh, no, you're no. Ryan from like, no, like that, that's not, no, that's no, never, me. never happening. Right. Me. Yeah, I know. But like in the, I mean, in the waterfowl circles, yeah, sure. I mean, people are, uh, I remember some of my hunting buddies when, you know, they, they've made big deals about it, but I just see it as us shooting the shit every yeah. once a week, like talking about hunting. Um, when I, when I sit, sit down and I actually look back at some of the people we've had on, I do think some from where we started to where we, we we've come from. The, I mean, that growth is is kind of impressive, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of the uh, what you and Dave have done, right? And it's been really it's been awesome for me, Mark and Phil, just to be kind of along for the ride. And uh, so that aspect's good, but I never really try to quantify like where we're at. Like I don't know, and I get maybe that's that's the, I think that's the kind of like the backbone of this whole podcast is yeah. like we really don't give a crap about that kind of stuff. Like we're doing this, and I remember you saying this, Damien. Like we're doing this whether we have five people that listen or five hundred. I yeah. we don't care. No, right? We don't care. Like like, and I'm I'm so glad Phil hit the nail on the head tonight about like we started this in COVID just so we could like get together and just feel normal for a bit, right? And socialize yeah. with each other. So yeah. I can, I can definitely say like it, it sure as hell hasn't hit, hit me. Like, like we're just five idiots with nothing better yeah. to do for an, for an hour a week. Right. Like pretty much we just, we just want to help other people out. Like, you know, getting say, people like Craig and other guys on to like say Wade Shoemaker, help guys better their photography, like, you know, all that kind of jazz. And like, I, I had a discussion with someone I don't know, it was like a year or two ago about, about something anyways and they referred to me as like waterfowl royalty and I'm like pardon and it was like because of the show I'm like well back back the train up sweetheart yeah. far, like far cry from it we were five idiots with nothing better to do for an hour a week and we're like 100%. and to say to Craig like with you know how the show is about being real and being raw we're the same guys on this show as we are in the garage in the boat, in the blind, and in these duck camps, we're Craig, the exact same and guys. Craig knows that firsthand. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's something that I love about it. Is is I had never met you guys. I mean, again, we did this first show, twenty twenty two. What's twenty twenty? And you know, some of you guys I've met my first time, you know, three months ago, and it was like we never skipped a beat. And, you know, so that part of me is, is, you know, when I took real geese and wanted to venture out and, and to help these brands is, is I wanted the rawness. I wanted that, you know, aspect of, you know, I don't want, I don't like scripted. I don't like this. You know, I know the questions beforehand. I don't want that. I, I like that, you know, five dudes sitting in a, you know, bar stool, playing cards, drink you know smoke cigars drink whiskey whatever it may be i love that and i think that's what i got and, it, and I, I never look back at it as second guessing it and, and you know my thing is is you know with our real geese connection is is how do i help you know we have connections of that and, and i look back in it and i may ask all you three what is your dream show who could you have on that you may not be able to get yet that you would love to have on. Oh man, Red. You know why? Go, who's your Who's yours, Phil? Who's yours? Red I, Fisher. I Red, Red Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> Red Fisher. <laughs> yeah, man, mine's mine's. A big, fuck, ninety percent of the people that watch this show has no fucking clue who he is. No, <laughs> none. Uh, who Ryan? Who do you have, Ryan? Oh man, my. Uh, for me, like in the industry, like water waterfowling, Fuel Hudnall is my is my idol. Yeah. Mm, good one. Yeah, he, he he's the man. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I you know what I, and and this isn't me trying to to play the middle of the field. I'm I'm genuinely happy. Like I've met, so, like I've met. Sean, like I message Sean Stahl, like I, I, I text him. Um, Jeff Coates will call me, and while he's driving to Molly's, he'll just call me because he's driving and he wants someone to talk to. Him. Like, well, Coates is a different brand. 
He, he's he's oh, different. Coach is the best. He's a wicked. He's wicked. He is a great. Fucking awesome. He is a great. But so, so for me, like I look back and, and not to interrupt anybody, but I look yeah. at him as an OG. Oh, yeah, he's an OG. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and but like I look at these guys, and you know, pardon, you know, obviously I'm younger, and and Real Geese has been around thirty plus years, you know. So we have the Sean Mans, we have the Daryl Wises of that group. You know, when in you know, when I talk to Sean, you know, he might be he, he comes up he comes up with ideas and I'm like, Yeah, no worries, I'll 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 hook you up, Sean. And you know, we help him out in certain certain cases. And yeah. you know, I may have a, a guy call me and he's like, you know, I want to get on the program and, and such and such and but he goes, Hey, Sean Mann sent me. And as soon as he says Sean Mann sent me, yeah, you're in. There's yeah. no question. And, and and Jeff Coast is the same way. If somebody calls me and says, "Hey, Jeff Coast sent me your way," you're in. There's no yeah. questions. Like, don't even bother. Like, even having to that. So there's the OGs of the entire group, um, you know. And then I look at the other guys of it, you know, and the guys that are part of Rogies that are a lot behind the scenes are like Ryan Campbell. Um, you know, a lot of guys don't realize how much content comes from that guy. Um, in 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 you know, Adam Smith, another guy that they take care of our Instagram or take care of our real geese. Like they build a lot of part of that, that I don't have part of it. You know, in, in, in this, in the industry, when we get into it, real geese is very that big when it comes to my part of my day. Um, when it becomes, you know, December, January in those big times, yes, it's a huge part of it, but like right now, agricultural is is my life and but i have people like the other day i had a message that hey i need a, I need this i need this i need this yeah no problem mm-hmm. you know and in saying ukraine's i need this yeah awesome you know so luckily brandy um and tina have that have it built into of where i've i've trusted them with that aspect of it where they can call build that relationship with them you know, and, and I look back at it and my ultimate and you all have kind of said their ultimate goal of of a of a of a major show. And to me, I would love to have a major show where we have a predominant OG show. Um, where we have coats and, and these guys that are a part of this. And and I would love to have an OG versus a new guy like Aaron. I mean, gee, this dude's good. Um, I mean, there's no doubt about it that these Heron calls and and in these any of these calls guys are really good. Oh yeah. And I think that's what brings back that competition part of it is is you got, you know, an OG versus a new guy. You know, but the the old guy, you know, likes to look at some of the new stuff that these guys are coming, but the younger guy looks at the OG and go, I built my stuff because of you. Mm-hmm. And and that respect is there. But I don't know if it's always reciprocated, as in do the actual people realize that the respect is there. It's not this versus battle that we come together as like, hey, it's this company versus this company. There's a lot of insider knowledge of of working together to make a perfect product. yeah, and, and you know what? We're at that sixty-minute mark, but I want—I want to put this this little—I want to leave us with this, and that is, um, we've talked about it many times on this show, and we uh, and we've mentioned it tonight as well, where everybody that we've met, uh, and Phil Ryan, you can say it here, um, but we have yet to meet a douchebag on this show. No. Right? We've met nothing but great people, men and women, on this show. Um, so the point I'm going to leave is this, that if you think, if you think that there's, there's animosity or if there's um, pulling from one brand or, listen, we are all part of this very small, like you said, Craig, this very small slice of the pie, a very small slice of the pie. And, and listen, I get it. Um, people conflict. Um, 
personas conflict and and i understand it i've i've dealt with it for a long time in my life but um this show is 100 percent as advertised like i always say we are not experts we'll never pretend to be experts we are a group of dudes that love one another's company and love talking bird hunting and that is i cannot stress how true that is and how we view ourselves um on this show um, we're going to do a quick round the table. Craig, buddy, I am sorry I had to cut you off, but no. that is good that I cut you off because you know what? I am going to put together that OG show because I know Coates is going to be in. I know Coates is in um, because um, I know he's really busy right now, but I know he'll make time. And and we're going to sit down and we're going to put together a, a, a banger of a show and just let the the a type personalities just explode and uh we'll just we'll just sit back and and laugh and and hear all kinds of stories so um round the table ryan i'll go with you first um the whole time we're thinking like i i love the question craig asked about like who could you have on so the whole time i'm thinking like man like I feel like this is like the deck of cards and like, you know, like, you know, like the old Saddam Hussein days. And I'm like, who do we have left on the deck of cards? And I'm like, I think we got, we got field. I think we got John Stevens and then we got Fred Zink and we're done. We're good. I was thinking Fred Zink and I didn't say it, but I was thinking Fred Zink. I will tell you, I will tell you that John Stevens did show interest in coming on the show a while back, but that dude is a busy dude. Yeah, um, he is. But those those three are like my Mount Rushmore. Like that's yeah. and, that's and the Bush. kind of thing that with with rookies is, is you know those guys, you know they're a few phone calls away. And I think that for me, I would love and ultimately um, we'll put this in our back pocket. Is is ultimately for rookies, um, the one thing I want to do is have coats, man, and, and these kinds of guys. I want to have them on a hunt. Mm. Oh, you brought this up at the Toronto Sportsman Show, and this is I, I, this is insane. And I don't, and I don't care what we're hunting over. I don't really care. I want coats. I want man. I want these guys that are a part of this the OG situation. And and it may bring everything. Everybody may bring something different, and that's cool. And if we're hunting over rookies, or whether we're hunting over whatever, I want to have these guys a part of this. So where we have a hunt that's a three-day deal that we're, you know, we 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 broadcast or we video and and have these guys' thoughts is is you know have these guys sit in the blinds and listen to stories. You know, these guys have stories that none of us were a part of. And and I would love to listen to these things. And and my aspect of it is racing and in my area has a um um, a Hall of Fame area that goes back into the 40s and 30s that I have really taken part of as I've gotten older to realize that this is very, very valuable to learn, to pass on to the kids that have come, you know, after me that I need to learn to pass on. Mm-hmm. And in these guys, you know, it's nothing against coach, it's nothing against these men that, you know, they're getting older. And, but their knowledge is, is unvaluable. And to yeah. be able to put them in a field together and maybe they were at once enemies or they were once competitors, but to put them in a field together and just let them shoot whatever they want to shoot wow. is got to be a blast. Well, it's got to be a blast. And I tell you what, I bet you it'd be some pretty funny shit that you'd hear too. No, Billy. Yep. Honestly, like said, you know, it, it's been a wild ride for the past three years. Um, and like we can't thank everyone enough, you know, for the all the support that they've given us. Um, and, and like and like we've said before, and we said again, like we are as real as it gets. Yeah. And like I said, just you know, a few moments ago, like we're the same guys on this show as we are in the truck, in the boat, in the garage, at duck camp, whatever. We are the same people. And you know, the, the token film moment for the night, I sure as fuck ain't gonna change for no one. So we're as real as it gets unscripted as craig says and we're as like as real as real can get 
and you reach out to any one of us, you got questions about camera stuff, dogs, boats, guns, whatever, we'll respond. Like, like, like you're no burdened us. You ask for help, we will do whatever the hell we can to get you that help. And if we can't, we'll figure out where to get it. So mm-hmm. we both have the answer. Like, yeah. we're here just to do what we can. So we put out, you know, a half decent show. Thank God to everyone that watched, likes, subscribes, smashes buttons, whatever the fuck kids do these days. Ring the um, bell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, we can't thank everyone else. And please, you know, keep keep watching, keep listening, just keep it going. Craig? Yeah, and, and you know, when I go off of everybody, what everybody said tonight is, is you know, we're all, you guys, and again, we go back three years ago, I wanted to be a part of something that was raw. Bunch of guys that got together, talked, enjoyed each other's company, talked about shooting birds in it. And it can go off a tangent randomly, <laughs> but I love that. That's that's what I love about the show is it's not scripted. We don't have a script in front of us that says, hey, we got to have this done by 8.50. You know, it is... You know, we can go random about hockey. We can go random about this, this, and go random about this. We, and that's what I love about it. And it's something that, you know, when I came to Toronto, I learned a lot about you guys. And I learned a lot about how raw exactly how you are on the show is exactly how you are in person. And that's what I love. And Real Geese will, be, will continue to be a part of this program no matter what it takes. Um, and... You know, I look forward to many years of, again, we double this show and we do this exact same thing, maybe two years, three years from now, whatever it may be. And we have the same conversation and and we say, you know, hey, that OG show we did a year ago was Mm. badass. Yeah. And that's something that I want to look forward to and and whatever Real Geeks will need to do to make that happen, I want to make happen. Awesome, buddy. I'm going to leave us on three notes. First off, for anybody that hasn't seen this, I got Toby McGuire's autograph. That's OG right there. Yeah, at the Toronto <laughs> Sportsman Show. Um, and I needed to bring that up because I got it. There's on only the, one yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, no, there's two because Dave got one too. Well, Me and Dave got yeah. one. Yeah, there's not very many of them because I no. know there's the Eclipse and I think there's a shadow version of each one. Yeah, and there's not very many of them. That's the first point. The second point is, is before we hit the record button, and it was just Phil and I on. Phil done some quick math, and in the past three years, there's only been twelve weeks that we haven't produced the show and put it out, and that goes to show um, the the dedication of the five of us. Uh, the guests that we've had on and just how much we love one another's company. And, and we have is, no life. <laughs> and that is in the truest form exactly what this show is about. In the past three years, we've missed 12 shows. And that to me is one of the most staggering things that that what, uh, this what is that? Is. 156 weeks and you missed yeah. 12? Yeah. That's impressive. It, it really is. And the last point um, I'm going to leave the show with, and it's something that I say at every show, surround yourself with good people because that is what's going to make all of the difference in whatever it is you're trying to tackle in life. Surround yourself with good people. Be kind to one another. Big love. And we'll see you next week.